Welcome to Connection Point and welcome to those joining us online. I'm Pastor Zach and Shelly and I serve as lead pastors here at uh, Connection Point. So glad you're here today. It's a good day to be at church. How many are liking the fall weather? It was kind of like almost winter fall there for a little bit, but you know, we're hoping for fall, I guess. So what I'd like to do today is I'd like to convince you to quit church. But pastor, you said we may come to Jesus alone, but we grow in God together. And that's right, I did say that. And it's true. So why would I ask you to quit church? What I mean by that is I'd like us to quit what too often in our culture is a casual approach to our relationship with God. I want us to quit the mindset that says I just go through the motions in life and I've simply added a Sunday morning time in church, in a church building with other people. I, I want us to quit our casual approach and commitment to Jesus because until you do, you can't enter into the life that God has for you. I want us to approach our life in Jesus differently. You are actually made to be a part of something bigger than yourself. God made you that way. He designed it that way. Uh, I'll continue to reiterate that message that, that Jesus says he came to give people a rich and satisfying life. That he even says that you're going to do greater things, that we collectively get to do greater things than Jesus did. What incredible promises. But to step into that, one of the things that we have to do to live that kind of extraordinary life is we have to have a heart, a mindset of serving others. When you came in this morning, uh, hopefully you saw the big blue serve. If you didn't, you are welcome to an extra cup of coffee on your way out today. You shouldn't have missed that. What we want to focus today is the opportunity we have to serve others. It's, it's an incredible opportunity. And in fact, what I want to lay out this morning is that there are actually benefits for our opportunity to serve. And then, of course, we have a responsibility there, too. You know, Jesus says that to, to save your life, you must lose it. To find your life, you've got to give it away, basically. And we don't want to run past those statements today, so we want to talk about what he could mean by that. So if you have your Bibles, hey, I hope you have your Bible today. If you're new to the church, we say that simply to serve as a reminder of we really want you in God's Word, not just here on a Sunday morning, but all throughout the week. So if you don't have a Bible with you today, There's a Bible underneath the chair in front of you. You're welcome to that Bible. Uh, I'm going to invite you to stand for the reading of God's Word today. We're going to be in Luke chapter 9. So we've been in Luke. We're going to go back a couple of chapters, focus on these verses again, and then we'll keep going next week into Luke 13. But we're going to be in Luke chapter 9 this morning, two verses, 23 and 24. Jesus is speaking here, and he says, And he said to all, If any would come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. These are the very words of God. You may be seated this morning. So the obvious question as we look at these verses is how can saving your life come from losing it? How can, find, how can you find your life by giving it away? It, it doesn't make sense to us. And so I want to give you a few answers to that question today. And the first is this. Serving, as we serve, it's the antidote for self-centeredness. Serving is the antidote for self-centeredness. Let's face it, we live in a society that, that screams that the most important person in this life is you. And that's, you know, 
Not really what the Bible says. I mean, kind of, but, you know, it's, it's kind of a twisted message. It's a challenge. And, and so Shelly and I have got three kids. The, the youngest, I coach his soccer team, uh, which is always interesting. I didn't play soccer, so you get to figure it out with the kids. And, and so five and six-year-olds. So they've gotten to a place now where they know how to score. They're pretty good at it. And, uh, but now I've got to help them learn to pass. But how many know? Five and six-year-olds, they want to score. That's where the glory is. Who wants to pass? But we got to help them walk away from self-centeredness because that's naturally who we are. We, we've got to do some training. And the best way to do that is serving others. So like in soccer, pass the ball. You're getting away from that self-centered approach to life. And the cool thing is, is you get to start to embrace that life isn't just about me, but it's about others. Then you start to step into and get excited about this life you get to live. Our, our youth group, they're, uh, they're, what is the name of your youth space? Third place. So they've got this mantra of, I am third. So I'm, I'm going to quiz you, your teens this morning, Pastor Mark. I hope that's okay. So, who's first? Who's second? Who's third? Hey, isn't that pretty good? Well done, Pastor Mark and the youth leaders. <laughs> God's first, other second. He was sweating that for a moment there. (laughs) Oh, and we're in third. That's why we want to emphasize that all throughout. We want to help everyone understand that as we get to serve others, then we get to be a part of God's plan to reach the world. Serve others. So it helps to remove self-centeredness. That's what serving does. But, But here's what's really cool. We've actually been created to serve. And how do I know this? How do I know that we've been created to serve? Because there are, you are actually blessed. You benefit from serving in a multitude of ways. God created us for it. So the first thing that we're going to find is that serving provides you with purpose and fulfillment. That's one of the benefits of serving. It provides you with purpose and fulfillment. And there could be several things in your life that brings you purpose and fulfillment. You might have a job that you love, gives you a sense of meaning. Maybe you have a great marriage that brings you fulfillment. Uh, You might be a parent who finds purpose, and I'll say as you should, and the great responsibility of leading your kids, your children, in the right direction. And all of these things are great, and I hope you're experiencing those things in life. I, I really do. But there's still a piece of your heart that will never experience fulfillment until you begin to use your time and your talent to advance God's kingdom. There's just something there. There's something there that's missing until you step into that space. And it isn't because your job, your marriage, or your children aren't important. They are very important. But it's simply because your creator made you this way. There's nothing you can do to fill that portion of your heart that's been reserved for him to advance his kingdom. So serving one of the benefits, it provides you with purpose and meaning. But what else does it do? Serving nourishes the soul. It really does. Serving nourishes the soul. If you've ever been in a place where you've served someone in need, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When I say that serving nourishes the soul, that there's something special about it. There really is. Something happens deep inside your spirit. It can refresh you, inspire you, and bring a deep sense of joy and fulfillment in a way that other things can't. And it's hard to explain that, really, how giving of your time, your talent, your resources can actually make you feel more blessed than those that you're serving. But if you've served, you know it's true. When you respond to God's design for your life, it brings a sense of life to your soul. In the New Testament book of uh, John chapter 4, Jesus is spending time with a woman at a well. He's ministering to her. 
the disciples, so some of his followers, have gone into town to buy some food. And so Jesus, as he's sitting there talking with the woman, they approach Jesus, and Jesus gives a response. So the disciples say, hey, are you hungry? Do you want something to eat? And Jesus gives this interesting response. Here's what he says. I have a kind of food you know nothing about. So the disciples have a sidebar. Did somebody give him something to eat? Like they're trying to figure out what is Jesus talking about? Of course, they're trying to figure that out a lot. What is he talking about? And then Jesus explains, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. Jesus was explaining that there's a kind of nourishment for our souls that can only come when we serve God. And one of the primary ways that we serve God is in serving others. That's, that's why when uh, I've talked with people who have served others, myself included, as I've done that, we always walk away. The people I know, they always walk away feeling refreshed and renewed. There's a kind of food or nourishment from God when you serve others. So serving others, what's it do? It removes self-centeredness. It provides purpose and meaning. It nourishes the soul. Another thing it does, it actually provides health benefits. Maybe you don't know this. Serving actually provides health benefits. And you could be surprised by that. But studies show, so you can search it. Search the research. Studies show serving or volunteering can bring an increase to the quality of the relationships you have in your life. It can boost your self-esteem. It can make you happier, reduce stress, and actually lengthen your life expectancy. They've done studies on this. So it can actually, there's health benefits attached to serving. It's interesting that God made it that way. Again, because we've been made to serve. And the last thing I'll mention here is that serving is also joining God in his plan to reach our community. So you see, our opportunity to live in Jesus is both an opportunity, but it's also the responsibility. And I pray that we never take that lightly. I tell my kids, (laughs) maybe I shouldn't, I don't know. I tell them, hey, it is a tremendous opportunity to live in this house. And it's also the responsibility. So you're doing the dishes tonight. (laughs) But it is, and this is part of God's family. It's an opportunity, but it's also the responsibility that we have. And we don't want to run past that. God put this building, if you don't know the history of the church, I mean, it's really interesting if you get into it, but uh, unique things in the way that God positioned this building to be on this corner of 231 in Cumberland. And I'm never surprised as we get back connect cards and people write on their connect card, we ask them, what led you to Connection Point? Over and over, one of the top things we see was driving by, something told me I needed to come. And of course, that something is a someone, it's the Holy Spirit, Every Sunday, we've got people coming to this place because God's led them here. And so as we serve on a Sunday morning, we get to be a part of reaching the community in which we live. You're invited to be a part of that. That's why we always, we have these shirts. You're invited. Hopefully at this point, you understand. Everyone's invited. We're going to keep that message out there. You're invited to be a part of what God is doing. God's master plan was that we as a church would serve as a place of hope and healing to the people who come in here. And we get to do that. So why serve? Here's a big one. I really want you to grab a hold of this this morning. Because more people serving means greater kingdom impact. It's huge today. More people serving means greater kingdom impact. We don't encourage people to serve out of a place of like, we are desperate for volunteers. Because we're not. The, the average of people who serve in a, in a church setting, in a church body, is 20% of people. In Connection Point, more than 50% of people serve in the church in some way. That's awesome, folks. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's you guys today. 
so the reason we would say, look, it's not that we're desperate for volunteers. That's really not the case. It's that we're saying we want you to step into the life that God has for you. We want you to be a part of something bigger than yourself. And we know that more people serving means greater kingdom impact. And we live in a community where 67% of the people in our community don't have a relationship with God. So what an opportunity we have to say, God, we want to be a part of building your kingdom. So may we serve and be a part of what you're doing here through Connection Point. Everyone in this room, you matter. You matter to the kingdom of God. You're meant to make an eternal difference with your life. And I want you to grab a hold of that today. And how do we do that? We one of the ways is through serving others. I mentioned last week that every Sunday, somebody's life is changed. And that's no exaggeration. Every Sunday, somebody's life is changed, maybe through prayer, maybe as they started to give and to be able to let go of some of the things that they've got in their life. Maybe it's eternally their life has changed as they make a decision to follow Jesus. So as you serve on a Sunday, you get to be a part of that life change. You serving on a Sunday means you're a part of that life change. Every Sunday morning, God has given this church, he's given us a mission to fulfill, and you're invited to be a part of that mission. So uh, my question this morning is, wouldn't you want to be a part of that? I'd like to encourage you actually to devote your Sunday mornings to God. How do you do that? You attend one and serve one. I'm going to continue to encourage people to do that. If you count up the number of hours we all have in a week, so seven days times 24 hours, it's 168 hours. So the question for you this morning is, could you devote four or five of those hours to serving people where you get to grow spiritually by attending one, but then you get to help others grow spiritually too by serving in one? Um, Shelly and I, so usually we're, I get here about 6.30, 6.15 in the morning, and Shelly comes later with the two kids. And and so some of the times the questions we get is, well, you know, what about we'd have to come as a whole family? And I'd say, do it. Because Our kids love to be here because they'll go to one of their kids' discipleship classes in the first service, and then the second service, um, they're going to go to what we call like a bonus time. And so a couple of Sundays ago, uh, Shelly wasn't feeling very good. Uh, We're figuring out in Indiana, harvest time comes, kind of wreaks havoc on your sinuses. Anybody figured that out yet? (laughs) Woo! Yeah, it can, you know, every year is a bit different. So Shelly was not feeling good at all. So Saturday night, you know, we were talking through that, and I said, why don't you just try to sleep and let your body rest and, and come to second service? And she's like, all right. So we tried to tell the kids on Saturday night, <clears throat> hey, guys, mom's not feeling real good, so she's just going to bring you guys to second service. So one of our kids just begins weeping. We're like, what's going on? She's like, if I don't go to both services, then I don't get to go to bonus time, and, and like, my life is over. It's just like, okay, well, that's a little bit much, you know? <laughs> But I told them, I'm like, hey, look, the only way you get to go to both services because mom needs to get some rest is you're going to have to come with me at 630. They're like, sign me up. <laughs> All right. So they came 630, helped me turn on lights and unlock doors, and they were here. So I share that with you to say, if you're a part of what happens on a Sunday morning, your family can be a part too. It's great to be on mission together as a family. It really is. Uh, every Sunday morning, if you don't serve with us, you don't know this, but we have a volunteer breakfast just before 8 a.m., So we get together, have breakfast together, we share stories of life change, usually from the week before, and then we get together, we pray, and then we go on mission together all throughout this building. And I'd love for you to be a part of that. It really is great to serve together and to see what God does. So what does serving do? Serving, it cures self-centeredness. It gives purpose and meaning to life. It nourishes the soul. It actually provides health benefits, and it provides you with the opportunity to be a part of reaching our community. Serving others is a part of that extraordinary living piece. It really is. So what I want to encourage you to do 
is quit our, our casual approach to serving Jesus. Grab a hold of this life that God has for you. Step into your extraordinary life by serving others and be a part of what we're doing to reach our community. What I want to do is, as part of closing today is I want you to hear from some of the people who serve here at Connection Point and specifically in our kids' areas um, because God's doing incredible things in our kids' areas and what an opportunity we have to invest in our next generation uh, kids that are coming up. They're going to be leaders, and so we want to pour into them. So I'd like to invite uh, Jim Allen, who helps with Wednesday Night Boys Discipleship, and Katie Schulteis, and uh, Stephanie Farmer. If, if you guys could come. Could we welcome them as they come this morning? So Jim Allen helps with Boys Discipleship on Wednesdays. Uh, Katie helps us with uh, preschool on Sunday mornings. Thank you. And Stephanie helps us with infants and toddlers. So uh, I just want you guys to hear from them this morning as they've been serving. So if I could maybe the first place to start would be just give us your name, where you serve. I've kind of summarized that. Um, but then they just tell us your heart. What is, what's the value? What do you see as the value of investing in our next generation? Sure. Uh, well, good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Jim Allen. I serve on the Wednesday night in Boys Discipleship, Wednesday night, 630 to 8. And we have a couple different classes. We have a K through 2, which is a lower elementary. And we also have an upper discipleship class, which is 3rd through 5th grade. So ours is unique in that it's boys' discipleship. So it's gender-specific. So we're, we're, we're mentoring and discipling boys specifically. So, um, but really, a couple of things I love about it is that I've always been involved in secular programs, uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Boy Scouts. Uh, and those are all great programs. Our community has a lot of great res resources like that. But uh, none of them really touch about the spiritual impact of boys. Because mm -hmm. uh, right now, our boys are just really on a, on a battle for their souls, mm -hmm. okay? And one of the ways that, that uh, boys become men is through the, with other men, yeah. right? That's how they learn to become men. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I just have a heart uh, for that to see that happen. Because by the time they get into sixth grade, when they go to Pastor Mark, I want them to be well-rounded youth at mm -hmm. that point. Uh, and they grew, go through some battles, I mean, if you think about our, you know, our fourth, fifth graders, those upper elementary boys, mm -hmm. they're going through things that are, when, when we were in middle school, it's actually come lower to them now. So, mm -hmm. uh, so that's really just, I want to make a spiritual impact, not just a difference in their lives. You can go to a lot of great community programs to make a difference. I want to make a spiritual difference in their lives, what I really want. That's great, Jim. Thanks. Hey guys, I'm Stephanie Farmer. So I am the uh, director over the big backyard in the nursery area. That's the infants through two-year-olds back in the corner there. <laughs> um, and just piggybacking off of what you said, Jim, about just a spiritual battle. You know, it's it's from infancy. You know, we we are to be. Um, praying and interceding for these children and it starts from birth you know God God has instructed us to be disciples and to minister even to the youngest ones um, you know we've been gifted with these precious little infants and uh, these children and God has just blessed us greatly with just such a huge children's ministry <laughs> it's amazing to just to see the growth that's yeah. happening back there and the lives that are being changed and that does start again from birth and just praying over these children in a, a great way especially back in the big backyard that we just get to share our love and ministry with them is by just 
showing them God's love through, loving on them, making them feel safe, making them feel comfortable as their parents come and drop them off, calling them by name, drawing them up into your lap and just giving them big hugs and just loving on them. I just, it's just amazing to see these children's hearts, even from just these little infants, just to see God's love shining through them and the impact that God has given us to make in their lives and change in their lives. And just, it's a huge blessing. For sure. Right. Thanks, Stephanie. Well, I'm, I'm Katie Schulteis, and I have been volunteering back in the Kids Cove, which is the three through kindergartners. And I just love working with that age group and personally see it as such a crucial time in their life developmentally. Um, you know, from birth until five, a child's brain is actually developing at a higher rate than it ever will again in their life. So I, for me, I can't think of a better time mm. to be pouring into those kids and to be speaking truth into their lives. And really back there, we're not, we're not babysitting the children. We're not even entertaining them. We're coming alongside the parents who are already teaching them at home what it means to love and follow Jesus. And those parents are entrusting us with their children during this time period. And so it's a great time to come alongside the parents and just reinforce what's being taught at home. Uh, we are building up mighty warriors for the kingdom and lovers of God. And I'm just grateful to be a part of that. So that's so great. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And you kind of touched on it, but maybe just share mm -hmm. what you love about serving with mm -hmm. kids, you know, and in the various age ranges. Yeah, yeah. I, I love working with the preschoolers because I feel like I learn a lot from them. They have no inhibitions and they have no filter. So getting to watch them... <laughs> Worship God is really powerful. Yeah. So I feel like I have a lot to learn from them, their hearts and their um, openness to hearing the truth and wanting to learn the truth and worshiping God. I just feel like I learn a lot from them. So, and for me personally, as a mom, I was a little leery about working with preschoolers because just like many moms, by the end of the week, your mommy tank is kind of maybe running a little low. Uh, and so there was a part of me that was a little apprehensive, but I have to say that the Lord has really honored the time that I'm giving back there because I feel like every week I just come back feeling really refreshed and excited to be back there. And so I, I'm grateful that how I thought things would feel are actually the opposite, that I really feel like the Lord has honored mm -hmm. that and given me more energy. So yeah. <laughs> definitely it's, it's fun to see just these little kids toddling and, <laughs> you know, as, as you've served back there, you really get to know each child and just, each individual characteristic of how each one is just wonderfully and just special in how God made them, all in his image, but all just so different. And it's just fun to see how uh, the little kids interact with each other and the teachers. And um, just it's, it's a blessing getting to just... Um, play with them, you know, with little things like even blowing bubbles because they love bubbles, <laughs> blowing bubbles and singing with them and just seeing the joy that they have for the Lord and, you know, playing worship music and how they have no problem just dancing around and worshiping the Lord. It's so fun to see that, how God just can uh, just love on them and through every single opportunity that we have. Um, I... 
I also love how you just get to see how the teachers start connecting with each other more too, you know, like one-on-one mm. time with the teachers and just getting to lift each other up and even praying for each other and walking by each other. You know, you get to know those teachers and, um, you know, you truly do become like a family back there. And I'm, I'm so grateful for the team that I have, for the amazing teachers that I have. And I, I just love all those kids. <laughs> Well, a couple of things, you know, how do you narrow it down? You know, that's, that's, a, that's a great question. But uh, a couple of things I want is, love, is just really the energy. I, I teach the K through two class, and man, what a ball of energy those boys are. Uh, and that's great, that's great. Um, but, you know, they're looking, our boys are looking to say, are they asking, they're asking men, do I have what it takes to become a man? Do I have what it takes to become you? And they're not getting that from the world. And we as a church need to step in and do that. And men, we need your help for that. Um, you know, another thing I love is, is the, the honesty. I think you mentioned that. Uh, you know, every, every Wednesday we have prayer and we ask them for, for prayer requests. And, and yeah, we get their traditional, can you pray for my lost cat or lost dog, which is great. Um, but the kids, they're going to tell you what's going on in your family life. Hmm. I, they will. I, I'm just telling you. Because they, they'll say, hey, my mom's uncle passed away. My mom's real sad. Hmm. Can you pray for her? Or, you know, the ones that you know, my mom and dad are arguing. You know, I haven't seen my dad. And there's no one there to fill that void. But, you know, the world will mentor them. The, the world will mentor these kids if we don't. Hmm. And they'll mentor them in the ways that are maybe not be best. Hmm. And that's why it's so important that men, specifically, we need your help uh, to show these boys that they have what it takes to be a man, a man of God. And that's my challenge that's to you men out here tonight or today. That's great. Thanks, guys. Anything else that I missed that you want to add at all from uh, serving with kids? I'll piggyback one thing okay. that just comes to mind. And this just goes off of um, what's previously been mentioned is that as a church, we get to set the standard for, for what it means and how to treat children and how to raise them up. Mm. And we're not going to rely on the culture to do that for us. But the church gets to set that standard. And I mm. love being a part of that. So. That's awesome. Thanks, Katie. Thanks, guys. Can we thank you for coming? So although there's lots of ways to serve others uh, through Connection Point, what I wanted to focus on today, what we want to focus on today is in those kids' spaces, Connection Point kids. And so why would we want to do more of an emphasis there? We've already mentioned it. I mean, so four years ago, 80 kids back on those kids' spaces on a Sunday morning. Today, 240. So how many think we should probably go and help the kids' spaces? Holy cow, what an opportunity. So we want to be a part of that. Uh, you know, if God's bringing them here, then help us to be a part. And what a neat thing, too. You know, Jesus says that we approach him with childlike faith. If you want to know what that looks like, go be with our kids in an unfiltered manner. <laughs> They'll show you what faith is. It's really, really such a neat thing. Uh, you know, one of the verses in the New Testament is that, you know, one plants, another waters, but God brings the increase. So part of our philosophy of ministry is, is if God is building his kingdom in the kids' spaces, well, we want to be a part of what you're doing, God, so help us go and provide resources there. That's our heart. So what I, I would like to encourage you to do in your programs that you hand, were handed today when you came in is there's a Serve Others card. If you didn't get one of those cards, feel free to raise your hand. Our floor host will help get you one of those. But in our Serve Others cards, I just want to mention some of the ways that we can serve our kids. So Sunday morning, Pre-service child care. So this is for our volunteers. So I mentioned that we've got a volunteer breakfast on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. 
And so what that looks like is you actually serve our volunteers, that you come in early, the kids have a place to go, they eat breakfast, they have some fun before they get into their Sunday morning classes. So that's pre-service childcare. Kids security. Hey, parents, who's blessed by the fact that we've got people that make sure we're in safe spaces, the kids are in safe spaces? Thanks, kids security, for that. So you can be a part of that team that makes sure that you know, only those that have been approved are going to pick up their kids. That's what we're watching there, but also welcoming people as they come in, kids security team. And then obviously with our elementary, preschool, infants, toddlers, ways that you can serve in those spaces too. And that's Sundays, but then also on Wednesdays. So uh, Jim mentioned the, uh, the Royal Rangers, the boys' discipleship. Well, we also have girls' discipleship, impact girls, so you can serve with them. And also with our preschool and infant toddler areas. So however God would lead you to serve with kids, we just encourage you, fill that out, and we're going to turn those in in a minute as we head out from here. Uh, so, but at the same time, I understand as we talk about serving in kids' spaces, I realize some of you may have hesitations, so I, I felt like I could address a couple of those this morning. The first is I've heard people say, well, I'm, I'm not a teacher. I don't really know how to work with kids. And so what I would encourage you with today is not everybody who serves with kids is a teacher, that we need people to help prepare snacks, help to prepare materials. Uh, we need people to help with technology, to run sound, uh, audiovisual stuff. We need help there too, or you could serve as a teacher assistant. So even if you don't feel like you're equipped to be a teacher, that's okay. There's lots of ways to serve our kids. All you need is a, a willing heart. Some other ways. Uh, another comment I've heard, well, I have done my time. Like, I have checked that off the list of things to do. Um, the interesting thing is, I, I have a hard time finding that in Scripture. Uh, <laughs> First Paul 3.10, I've done my time, therefore I am done, you know? Uh, First Paul is not in the Bible, so. Actually, what Paul says is, he says, I've run the race, you know, uh, to live as Christ. That, you know, until we're done, man, may we pour into those that are going to come behind us and be able to preach Jesus to others. So I just encourage you. You know, I love that Connection Point is a church of all generations. And it really, really is important that we, and multiple generations, that we share our wisdom and experience with younger generations. So I just encourage you, be a part. That, that we're not done until we're done. Uh, another thing, I'm not sure that I have the skills or energy to work with kids. Uh, number one, kids are super forgiving. They could care less about your skill sets. It doesn't matter to them. They, they just love that you're there. And, and Katie did such a great job of explaining that, like, their energy, somehow it rubs off on you. Like, you might go in tired, and you'll walk away refreshed because there's just something about serving with kids and the way that that refreshes you. We talked about how it refreshes your soul. Being with Connection Point Kids, it gives you an opportunity to be surrounded by the optimism, creativity, and the joy that only kids can bring. It really does. Uh, and then, last thing I've heard, well, I just... I don't know the first thing about serving with kids. So great thing is Connection Point Kids has done a great job of helping people uh, step into those spaces. So what that looks like practically is you just fill out that contact form and as you leave from this place today, hand that to one of the people at the table that aligns with or matches the, the area that you want to serve in. They'll give you a clipboard with a background check that you can just take a moment to fill out, give it back to them. And then somebody will call you this week to say, hey, thanks for wanting to serve. Let me hear your heart. You know, what do you feel like God's doing in your heart in ways that you want to serve in those spaces? And once that background check comes back, then we'll call and have you serve on a Sunday or a Wednesday. And they actually do that in multiple ways. The first thing is you just go and watch. Like, what's happening here? Let me, let me understand that. And then you're going to help one of the teachers that's there. 
And then depending on, you know, what role you would take, the next thing would be is that you actually could, hey, I'm going to try to teach this lesson and somebody's going to help me do that. And then you could get to the place where it's like, no, I feel good about this. I, I think I could disciple kids in this way. So there's a process. So don't let that hold you back from what uh, you want to do. But you know what? I, I kind of felt like as we talk about these things, uh, most of you probably have not had the privilege, the opportunity to actually see our kids in their kids' spaces. How many would like to see the kids in the kids' spaces? All right, let me ask that question again. <clears throat> I'll try it from this side. How many would like to see the kids in the kids' spaces? All right. So I asked, we had one of our guys go back and videotape our kids' spaces last week because it's amazing back there. And it's so uh, neat to see our kids being discipled in the way that God is touching their lives and using people like yourselves to do it. So let's take a minute. And if you want to fill out that card while the video plays, feel free. Uh, But let's share a video on what it looks like for our kids to serve with our kids. great? (laughs) Awesome things happening back there. Uh, Well, I wanted to not only for you to be able to see, but hear from, so this is Evelyn. So Evelyn, we've been talking with all of these people about what an opportunity is to serve in the kids' spaces. Is there anything that you could tell them this morning? Um, well, it's like, um, some people, it's helping build the churches of these little children from different countries that might be coming and um, we might need a lot to do back there. Thank you, Evelyn. (laughs) That's amazing. It's an incredible opportunity to invest in our next generation. It really is. I had uh, one of our other kids share in first service, and I just asked him, like, what did you learn today? And of course, I didn't know, so, you know, that's always kind of a dangerous question to ask. But, but he just, be, just began to share the Bible story of Jesus coming as the, the disciples are in the boat, the storms are raging, but Jesus comes and quiets the storm. And just what a great thing to hear out of the mouth of a child. So we just invite you to be a part of that process this morning. I'm going to invite you to stand as we're going to head out from this space today. Evelyn, thank you for sharing. Can we thank her for sharing this morning? I'll let you come and sit down with Stacey. And I just encourage you as you leave from this space today, uh, the first thing is, because I want to make sure I don't forget, uh, the, the kids' areas are never happy with me when I dismiss you early, and then you go grab your kids. There's uh, wailing and gnashing of teeth back there that happens. Your kids are having an awesome time back there, and so they don't want you to pick, be picked up early. So don't pick them up yet. At 12 o'clock, they'll be ready to go. So you've got 10 minutes if you want to turn in that form, get some popcorn, enjoy the opportunity to serve and invest in our kids. So go and serve with our kids. Go with God today.